0: Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 96 in our series Freedom from Fear. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. We have a daily blog at freedommatterstoday.com. Please check it out. We also have a daily podcast which is available on podcasting platforms and the current series is Freedom from Fear and has been running for 96 consecutive days. We also have e-books available, or will be available in a few weeks' time, and they will be available online. And they also will cover the five themes of Freedom Matters today, which are freedom from fascism and tyranny, freedom from fear and despair, freedom from sin and death, freedom from past and prejudice, and freedom from guilt and shame. Today, freedom from futility. As societies become more complex, political and economic answers often become more intractable, especially when material interests are involved, obscuring the educational institutions and media. In other words, when you run a village... Life is simple, but it still has its challenges. Running a city or a nation involves vast organizational and logistical engineering, cooperation, collusion, mechanisms, and so on. Imagine running America or China or Russia or India. Many of the problems facing people today are technological, administrative, logistical, and so on. We could argue about the underlying structures and material interests and power relations till we are blue in the face, but the simple fact is that it is a miracle a modern society works at all, even remotely as well as they do. I assumed, quite naively, however, that as societies evolved to more complex forms of organisation, people would naturally adapt towards an acceptance of the dynamics of these processes simply as part of their daily routine, that these facts of life would act as a counterbalance against prejudice, stupidity, futility and idiocy that plagued earlier, simpler societies. I naturally assume that with the invention of the microchip and semiconductor, the cell phone and the net, that people would realise the rich tapestry of human interaction that crime would decline, that with education people would overcome prejudice. How wrong I was. People are just as prejudiced today as ever, crime is rampant, and even educated people live only a diet of fake news, gossip and propaganda. The more complex society becomes, the easier it is to persecute people, and especially to locate, harass, and eliminate those groups of people allegedly responsible for all the problems in our complex society. This is the paradox of postmodern life. The more technological we become, the more prone we are to see monsters amongst us and want to destroy them. That is why Paul's letter to the Ephesians is so relevant today. It speaks to us 2,000 years after it was composed. It carries the weight of Holy Scripture, in other words, the Bible, which your local church of eager fascists pretends to believe in, but they don't like Paul because he was not one of them. Fascists blame people for problems about which they are completely innocent. Fascists are driven by the lynching mentality, the logic of the mob. They are the opposite of Paul, if Paul blamed anyone in life, he blamed himself for his failings of youth, his desires for revenge and killing, and his religious fanaticism. He certainly advised people to avoid danger and trouble, but Paul loved people. And in Ephesians 6 verse 12, he tells his readers quite remarkably but decisively given that he had so many enemies in his life, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against them. The church today should take notice and fascists should cease their morality crusades because you are fighting against God. What does Paul mean by flesh and blood? There is evidence within his other writings that give us a clue as to the meaning of the phrase flesh and blood. In his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15 and verse 50, Paul is speaking of life and death, of the end of the human body and its journey, and the arrival of the heavenly body and the world beyond. This verse reads, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. On one level, it poses more questions than it answers. But Paul seems to be saying here that people as people, as bones, flesh, and earthly stuff, cannot inherit the kingdom of God, which is spiritual in nature. The important thing for us here is that the phrase is the same. Paul says, flesh and blood. And in all translations I've read, this phrase is retained, as far as I know. Most translators are reluctant to change the original in Greek, which I find interesting. Put simply, Paul is saying, We are not wrestling against people, we are not struggling against people, and we are not fighting against people. This is perhaps one of the most powerful and most important statements in the entire Bible. It is the most destructive in terms of human philosophy. In this one verse, Paul kills Marxism dead. Paul kills liberalism dead. And Paul kills fascism dead. Liberalism says individuals compete against one another. Marxism says there is class struggle against one another. And fascism says... They're to blame. Those people sitting over there in that room, they're to blame. Paul strikes down the three fake religions of the West, dead. In fact, they never lived. They are simply figments of your futile minds, your futility. The Word of God is the answer to the opiates of the mind and brings freedom from futility. Remember, Freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.